I'm watching the media, man, they full of lies. They so damn good at how they polarize. I'm so damn tired of this politicized society manifesting right before my eyes. Really shouldn't even be a surprise. We sit back while the pack of wolves colonize. Watching tours of celebrities apologize. Photo ops in a war torn paradise. Left or right to stoke the flame, whichever the way the wind blows, still in the game. In the insane asylum, the patients taking over. The head of the state is past the prime, I told ya. Let the white and the black sheep to the wolf stand. Offer the bone of bladder to the dragon. And then they'll do it again. We keep our head in the sand, it's never over. I'm in an open air world till they shut it down. We can have it all, I can see it now. Welcome, I'm your host, Sean D. James, and this is The Take Podcast, a member of the Royal Aquatic Network, where we cover the news that isn't considered popular or relevant enough in today's media landscape, and some things that are. Global news and topics from all continents. Yes, even Antarctica will be covered, ranging from environmental, culture and entertainment, politics, history, and economics. So with that being said, let's dive on in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Take Podcast. And yes, it has been a while since I last posted an episode here on a Take Podcast or a part of the network. Technically, it's been a little over three months since I last conducted my interview with the lovely Miss Lieris Cross over on the second show a part of the Royal Aquatic Network Ion Influence of Network so if you haven't already viewed that video by all means check it out after you done listen to this episode now as you can see from the show title pharmacists help wanted that's what we're going to focus on for this episode because I'm sure everybody has either heard or seen the news about the conflict going on in the Middle East between Israel and Palestine. More specifically, between the Zionists of Israel and the rebel terrorist fighters, Hamas of Palestine. Now, I'm not going to touch on that. Not in this episode. This right here, this is as far as I'm going. Because I've already touched on it in the open forum setting over on the Wisdom app this morning. So, if you want to hear my thoughts on that and how I look at it, by all means. As always, go to those show notes. You'll see the links and everything. Hit that link tree, Wisdom app. And give us a follow. Now, what I want to do is focus on a more domestic issue here. And that is apparently pharmacists are overworked, burnt out, and pretty much ready to walk off the job. Now, that sounds crazy to me to a degree. I mean, we, we saw things was in the beginning with the pandemic. There were people doing doubles and triples at hospitals. And I didn't even I didn't even hear about like how people was like cheering the, the nurses when they came home until I saw what was going on in the UK. And I was like, what? They're making pots and pans at like six in the morning. Like, thank you. Thank you. It's like that shit feels good. But it's like at a certain point, the human body is going to hit a breaking point. So with that being said, let's start with CVS. A little over a month ago, I was on my LinkedIn and I'm basically like, you know what, I'm gonna treat LinkedIn needs to be treated like how people treat Facebook. I I'm like I don't have I don't have anything under the meta platform. I don't have 
Facebook, Instagram. What's the new thing they have? That's supposed to be the counterpart to Twitter. Threads, WhatsApp. I use alternative platforms. So I said, you know what? I need to be more on my LinkedIn. I need to be more business focused. Need to need to connect more people. Need to network. So I'm going through my LinkedIn account and I come across a post by Liz Ryan, the founder and CEO of Human Workplace, a keynote speaker and the author of Reinvention Roadmap. Now her post stated CVS pharmacists walk off the job due to concerns about staffing and working conditions. This is shocking and terrifying. Who needs time to concentrate and attend to details more than a pharmacist? Question mark. Now I looked at that and I said, <laughs> staffing conditions, really? Did they have staffing and working conditions? What's the working conditions? Cause I would assume the place is clean. Like as soon as you get work, working conditions, you think there's leaks in ceilings, stuff is unsanitized. The entire facility is just nasty. Like you think work conditions, you think of like stuff like that, and then you go, "Oh wait, work conditions. Oh, pff. what's the hours, lunch breaks, things like that." So, luckily, Miss Ryan had a link to the article, and it was produced by the Kansas City Star, and the headlines read. 12 Kansas City area CVS locations close. Yes, close as pharmacists walk out over working conditions. Now, I find this to be very insightful because on my off days, I've been using the Rody app to do gig work. And CVS has been one of the most profitable gigs on that platform. From what I've seen the past few months, it's not fully shocking to actually hear them complain about the working conditions when you factor in, you know, the other aspects of what working conditions mean. So from what I've seen, I've done deliveries for both CVS and Rite Aid. And it's easy to see how overwhelmed and for me after looking it up surprisingly underpaid the employees are. One girl had just got back from vacation and instantly you could see it slowly started to sink in. She was back at work. When she asked, you know, how much money do you make doing these little side jobs, these gigs? It's like working for like, like DoorDash and like the Uber East thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's similar to that. Except I don't deal with food. I'm doing the pharmaceuticals here. Maybe I'll go and grab um, Home Depot. Only time I actually deal with food is somebody bought something from maybe like Walmart or BJ's. It's like, okay, I learned my lesson with BJ's. I enjoy the fact they're open early. They close later than Costco. But damn, they never have boxes. So if I'm picking up an order from there, I'm looking like, how's this going in my car? <laughs> so I, I stick to what is the most efficient with time. And that has really been CVS and Rite Aids. Preferably CVS. Because it's more of a quick in and out with them. So when, you know, she asked that question, you know, how much do you make? I told her between 10 to $14 for a 10 to 15 minute delivery. So I can make close to my hourly work rate in an hour if things are consistent. The look on the faces of the pharmacists said it all. I'm overworked, I'm underpaid and underappreciated. I never realized how little the pharmacist was paid until I got home that day and checked salaries online. And I'm checking the plat, you know, everybody goes to those platforms. Let me go to this website, that one. Let me check this out before I go. I got a new job I'm trying to get. This job off, this place offered me a job, but I don't see the pay listed or this and that. Let me just go look at this website. And when it said what the average pharmacist makes 
in the state of New Jersey. Oh, Whew. yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I really don't. When I looked at it, one said sixteen dollars an hour. In my head, and I'm, I'm being so serious. In my head, I expect them to be making in the twenties. <laughs> like, if like if you're fresh, you're brand new there as an employee, maybe eighteen, low end, as somebody that's coming in. But even then, I'm like, that's kind of low. Eighteen? Nah, I expect more than that. I I truly do. Now, according to one pharmacist, the walkout was caused by declining working conditions, which resulted in employees doing the obvious go-to, call out sick. Now, this all started on November 21st and 22nd, a Thursday and a Friday. And not one person who called out received a call from management. You would think, hmm, somebody would reach out, but nothing. Nope. Not one person from management said, hey, these employees called out sick. Let me see what's going on. Hmm. Okay. So when it comes to the employees and their grievances, they basically cited the following. Number one, cuts in working hours at target locations from 9 to 7 on the weekdays, 9 to 5 on Saturdays, and 11 to 5 on Sundays. To the old school classic 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, and closed on the weekends. Yeah. This means a 14-hour loss on the weekend. And 10 hours throughout the week, meaning 24 hours gone. 24 hours gone is two days off of my check at my job. I work 12 hours. I work 12 hour shifts. So if 24 hours was gone off my check, that's literally half my week is gone. <laughs> like I literally work three and fours. And with the, the restructure recently that just took place, starting November 1st, I'm working four days a week, all three days. So if you tell me, hey, we taking 24 hours off your check, that means I only work two days out the week. I'm going to be like, what you say? <laughs> what kind? What, what we doing? Well, I guess it's time for me to, uh, uh how, how Peter Griffin said, trying to go hit those uh, dusty old trails. <sighs> yeah. I feel for them when those hours hit. Some people would say, oh, I have I have the weekend off. Nice. I mean, that sounds nice if your hours wasn't cut on the weekdays. Then maybe it would be nice. So, I can truly imagine how this can affect those workers in the pharmacy. Grievance number two. The pharmacist assistance hours reduced, leading to the head pharmacist doing most of the work alone. Okay, so if we go back to grievance number one, your assistance, their hours were reduced. Um, you're closed on weekends, and you have to do most of the work by yourself. Wow. Mm. Okay, well, let's see. How does this affect, or should I say, lead in to grievance number three? Workers being reassigned from the better operating target stores to the underperforming core stores to help boost metrics. Oh, okay. So this is why you have reduced hours at the target stores on a weekend. 
and throughout the week. Oh, let's cut those hours on the weekend, send them to the main stores, and weekdays, let's just cut those hours. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll work, that'll work, that'll help boost the metrics for those stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> With poor work conditions, it becomes hard to hire good talent. And therefore, you affect the target CVS locations. I mean, seriously, if you, if the target stores are performing perfectly well, and you reassign those employees to go work at the brick and mortar stores, your, your, your core stores, at a certain point, the target stores are going to become like the core stores. At a certain point, people are going to say, look, I'm going to school for this, but I should probably go apply somewhere else because I don't think this is where it's at. <laughs> like, I can, I don't, I don't think this is where it's at for me. So, yeah. Now, Amy Talbot, the spokesperson for CVS, on a day stated that Friday, there were they were making adjustments to reopen and assist the prescription needs. I mean, I would think so. If you have two days in a row with people calling out, <laughs> yeah, I would expect you to be making arrangements to open a damn store so that I can get my prescriptions. Otherwise, I do believe that will be business leaving from CVS going to Walgreens and Rite Aid. I mean, it that only makes sense. So, over that weekend, execs made their way to Kansas City to have a sit-down and attempt to prevent another potential walkout at any of... <laughs> At any of the 9,000 nationwide stores. <laughs> okay. So you realize, damn, we, we got hit those two days. We cannot afford this to be something that takes place on Monday. Because if it does, and this becomes a firestorm nationwide, we're going to be hit. Like, yeah, we we need to get on this now. So I guess that's why nobody reached out to the employees on that Thursday and Friday. Because the execs was already en route and said, hey, we don't need y'all to say anything that's going to be out of hand. Let us take care of it. <laughs> Later on that day, Prem Shah, the chief pharmacy officer and president of pharmacy and wellness for CVS, provided long-awaited apologies to those who walked out. Hmm. She also stated they will be working to address their concerns in the work environment quickly. Um, sounds like textbook rhetoric. I mean, you, you gotta say it. This is just the handbook. If we have issues, this is what you say. We will be working quickly to rectify those issues that you are having. Just give us a time. And we'll do it. We'll do. We'll get it done as fast as we can. <laughs> oh, but hey, at least the apologies did come. I guess that saying is true. Better late than never. If you thought CVS was the only one going through this issue, you're dead wrong. Walgreens and Rite Aid are feeling it as well. Mm-hmm. According to Ron Fitzwater, CEO of the Missouri Pharmacy Association, the understaffing and poor working conditions, it's been something that's been building for a while. Hmm, for a while, huh? Sounds like this is going back to what I said in the beginning. That pandemic hit, people are freaking out, then the pandemic is considered over, but people still wear their mask. They're still being told, get this COVID shot because it's going to help, even though it's not up to date with the current strand of COVID. But hey, you can still get your flu shot though, right? 
Oh, yeah, I still want to get my flu shot. Okay, boom. You still need your prescriptions, right? Because your health is in decline and we want to make sure to keep you stable long enough to make money off you. Come on in. I mean, this is America. It's not really a health system. It's a management system. Only few people in my head, doctors-wise, truly help and want to prevent you from conduct contracting an illness, conduct themselves properly, and not just give you something to maintain and then come on back. Let's get the, let's get that holistic approach going, please. Let's, let's 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 do something else to actually prevent it from happening before it's too late. Now, one of the most recent updates was that following the day after the sit down. Another large walkout took place. Yeah. So you guys flew in over the weekend, sat, made these promises. You didn't want another walkout to take place. And it happened anyway that Wednesday. So within a week, you had three walkouts. Better late than never apologies. And as far as these employees on that Wednesday figured... Empty promises of change to come. You know, they say we have a housing shortage going on right now. Not just here in America, but all around the world. And they say the issue is shortages. From labor, to supplies, to buyers. But one company has chosen to put themselves at the forefront of being a solution to that problem. And that company is Boxable. Boxable is a Las Vegas, Nevada-based company that specializes in prefab modular homes with a twist. And that twist is innovation. You see, they've taken the assembly line model and applied it to their 170,000 square foot factory. This has allowed them to develop the Casita. The Casita is Boxable's first modular design this unit is a 375 square foot 20 by 20 water bug and mold resistant fire retardant and high winds oh it can withstand high winds full kitchen full bathroom and wheelchair accessible dwelling unit now all that sounds good but what makes it really stand out? You said they do an assembly line, man. Okay, cool. Okay. What makes it really stand out? Well, this is where the innovation comes into play. Because your 20 by 20 dwelling unit is foldable. And when I say foldable, I mean just that. It folds down to an 8.5 wide by 12 foot tall. Easy and efficient shipping unit. This is what innovation looks and sounds like. Not only that, but upon delivery, it can be set up and ready to go within an hour. Yes, an hour. No more of those, you know what, I think I want an attachment to the house. Maybe we should get an ADU. We could, we could use an additional dwelling unit. Make a little extra money with, you know, Airbnb, Verbo, or just put it all on. Hey, we have a housing unit available. Well, with Boxable, that's a possibility now. So, the question here is, what are you waiting for? Click the link in the description below and see what the future looks like for renters and home buyers alike. Because with a modular unit, prefab homes... <laughs> the possibilities are always endless. Hey, Sean here. I wanted to take this time to talk to you about a foundation that could use some assistance. The Welsh Rugby Academy is a foundation developed and ran by former Ugandan women's national team player, Miss Fortunate Iroconda. She's providing children an opportunity at a future with sports, teamwork, and leadership development. But in the end, 
There's only so much one person can do on their own. So I'm asking you to take the time and click on the link in the description to the Wales Rugby Academy and join the likes of York Rugby League Football Club in England, the European Rugby League, and yours truly, and aiding communities with a brighter future. For more about potential sponsorship or even partnership, Ms. Araconda's information will be below. Thank you for your time. And now back to the show. Hold up. I know y'all didn't think I was about to end the show like that. <laughs> y'all really thought about the end of the show without giving a shout out to the talented, multi-gifted artist that is Waterstyle? Come on now. Come on. Yeah, shout out Waterstyle. The woman who provides the music for this show's intro and outro and other shows coming soon to the network. Check the links down below, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, and let her provide you with music to put you on a wave to a higher level. Peace. So according to a post over on Reddit, Walgreens pharmacists had planned a walkout on October 9th to the 11th. And once again, you know, it's Reddit. The stigma that comes with that. You post something on there. It's hearsay. <laughs> but in this situation, it was not. Yeah. Apparently, 20 stores out of their 9,000 had disruptions over those three days. Because Walgreens workers did just that. They walked out. And the organizers had told CVS that their tally was much higher than that. With about 600 employees participating. 600 employees in three days said, we're taking a stand. Damn. Now, what makes it crazier is that Walgreens had just named a new CEO. Tim Wentworth, who, on the earnings call October 12th, praised the pharmacist of the company. Hold up. So for three days, around 600 employees had shut down over 20 stores, according to the organizers. You know, the numbers are higher than what's being reported by the company. But you mean to tell me about 600 employees walked out? And you praised them, but you didn't make no mention of the fact that the walkouts happened? Okay. Also announced on the earnings call was that they were expected to cut at least another one billion. Let's see this case you thought I said it wrong. One billion in cost next year. So they're complaining about staffing and getting hours, and you're saying you're about to have a, another one billion dollar cost cut. Well, where's those where are those cuts coming from? Because this is about to get serious if that's the case. And it doesn't help that shares of the company have only fallen even lower. As of last Friday's close, it was at twenty one dollars. Twenty one dollars. From $41 just over a year ago. Now, that's when the article was posted. Let's see what they're looking at now. CVS ticker symbol. Hmm. Yep, they're still sitting at $21.14 a week later. Mm, mm, mm. And you mean to tell me a year ago you was what? So your stock symbol next to it is an arrow pointing down, which is bad. That's a red. You're down 42.21% over the year. Yeah, I, I can see why you gotta you gotta cut costs. Okay. So after I had looked at all this, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a couple. I'm gonna do a couple gigs with Rody. So I picked up a couple of CVS gigs, and yeah, 
I saw the difference between a core CVS versus a Target CVS location. Target was pure calm, but the three core locations beyond busy with orders. I mean, I went to the Target store and I could see they were, that's the head pharmacist, here's his three assistants. One woman was new because she was trying to figure out how to process the order with the scanner. I was like, huh? Another girl came over like, wait, what's going on? No, it's right here. This is the scan that. And the girl said, wait, wait, that's one? Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. She right here. Yeah, scan that. And she was like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, boom. She's new. Y'all two are, are y'all been here for a while. Y'all know how to do things. All right, it's four of y'all working here. Cool. But the core stores? Jeez. Yo. Two of them packed with customers inside for shots and a drive-thru. When I say packed for shots, I mean they're there for flu shots. I was about to say, I'm here for my COVID shot for me and my husband. Elderly couples. Young couples. People there with kids. I'm like, yo. Hi, I'm here for a roadie pickup. Customer's name. Here's the customer's name. Um, Let's just give us a minute. You can have a seat. I'm like, have a seat. I'm used to just walking in. I'm here for this customer. Oh, right, what's the customer name again? Uh, do, do, do. here you go. Okay, let me scan this. Make sure if information is correct. Do, do. You know, go through the whole HIPAA protocol. Make sure everything's right. Here you go. Have a good day. You too, and I'm out. When you tell me to have a seat, okay, yeah, we got we got some issues here. <laughs> so I asked one pharmacist her thoughts on you know the matter. With the, the Kansas City, the walkouts and everything. And her reply was, I heard about that. That's crazy. And I could never do that. And I looked at her when she said it. And it wasn't like nervousness. Like, let me just make sure nobody hears me saying my actual thoughts. It was like, literally like, oh yeah, I heard about that. That's not something I can do. Like, you, you see the concern in her eyes of like, there's mad people here. Like, these people would not be getting their medications, their shots. There's no way in hell I'm doing that. So I'm like, all right. I, I, I. Some of the places was looking packed. So I said, you know what? Let me not ask this question because I'd rather ask it in a non-packed place. I don't want to cause some type of hysteria here with these people. Then overwhelm them even more. With now, here come the elderly people. And then anybody in there for prescriptions. Asking questions now about this and how it's going to go forward. Then it's like, oh, well, maybe I should start working with Walgreens. All righty. Let me go find a local pharmacist and have my doctor go to it. I'm like, you know what? I ain't about to affect their business. Let me leave that alone. I'm so <laughs> I asked this one. That's good enough. I'm going to walk out. I'll get a bigger sample pool at another date. Not only are non-union and union workers demanding better work conditions and pay, but also for the execs to show some basic human decency. Yeah, I mean, that late apology is an example of late human decency. But then again, I mean, we're saying union and non-union. Hmm, interesting. Seeing as anybody that's a part of the union with CVS is a part of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union. So, you're a part of the UFCW. Side note, the Sino's initials almost has me laugh. Because if the UFC had really created its own promotion for women, they would probably just call it UFCW. Ultimate Fighting Championship Women. Ultimate Fighting Champion Women. <laughs> I'm looking at this, this these initials right now. In parentheses, and I was like, oh my god. They they did that's what it did that. If this was the 90s and the women came in, even early 2000s, they would have did that. If that merger with WWE had happened back then, they probably would have had them called Divas. Here's our featherweight diva champion. Ronda Rousey, the Ben Weight Diva champion. Okay, back back on topic. Mm, that, <laughs> that I'm sorry, those those the abbreviation really just threw me off like wow okay so this is all cvs 
We heard Walgreens. Now, I didn't touch on Rite Aid. And, well, that's because less than two weeks ago, or technically exactly two weeks ago, Rite Aid officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Sorry, sorry. Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Yeah, because um, as of June, the drugstore chain had a whopping $3.3 billion. Yeah, we're back in the billions again. That, that same thing. Nothing, nothing's in the millions. It's corporate level. It's, 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 it's a chain. It's all billions. Millions is what the store, what you expect with the stores. The company as a whole, it better be billions. Yeah, they have a $3.3 billion in long-term debt. I'm just gonna say this right now. Um, these are the things you have to look at if you are just getting into investing in companies and you're trying to find out where to go. Should I, should I invest in the company itself? Should I do ETFs? Where's a nice balance of companies in there? You know, funds. Like, how, how should I go about it? Look, this isn't sponsored by Yahoo, but I go on Yahoo Finance and I look at the company's balance sheets go on nasdaq.com and you can literally see what the dividend is the monthly all that stuff you can look and see what the history is and how they've been faring for the past day week month three months six year five years the max since inception since they've been publicly offered to be invested into and when you see a 3.3 billion dollar long-term debt it's like, damn, what's your cash flow look like? Can you can you cover that? Now, Rite Aid confirmed that it has secured a $3.45 billion in new financing from lenders. But the company is also planning to shut down underperforming locations to stay afloat. Hmm. So, $3.3 billion. That's $300. That's $3 billion. 300 million 3.45 billion so 3 billion 450 million that means that's 150 million dollars you have extra so you might as well put that to this covering some debt somewhere else and then you're shutting down underperforming stores which means you walk out you might as well just go find somewhere else to work now, initially, it wasn't clear which stores would close or how many, but now it's been confirmed that 154 stores are on a chopping block. This according to an article at bestlifeonline.com. Um, I was going to say, I've never heard this website before, before I was doing this research and I was just like, okay, interesting. <laughs> interesting um, website name but to hear that you have that many stores closing and you currently have about 200 no sorry sorry let's, let's add another zero change the numbers 2,000 plus yeah 2,000 plus stores operating within the US and you're talking about closing 154 that is oh, You, you, you're starting to get a little wild there to stay afloat. I mean, you might as well say, fuck it. We got to close a quarter of our stores. Let's just close 500 to stay afloat. The way I look at it, CVS, Walgreens. Somebody's going to come into play and take those stores. And that is where I see, you know, one of the big three coming in involved. Apple. Microsoft, Amazon, AMA, ask me anything. <laughs> so, do you plan on taking over Rite Aid, Apple? Nah, Microsoft. Yeah, I like the design of the store. I like the, I like the little layout on the outside. It might it may look good for us. So, with Walgreens. Oh, no, Apple. Yes, us. CVS. Technically, Amazon, you know, we like the look of Rite Aid. 
So, you know, we don't want no issues. We're going to keep it cordial. We'll take the CVS stores. Because you see that's our hubs when we get into the medical field. <laughs> like, that's how I literally see that playing out. With that many stores closing, and you're telling people, hey, we're going to turn around and go on walkouts because we have poor working conditions. Well, we need to close these stores to stay afloat. Well, we're cutting $1 billion to, you know, offset costs of debt. We have people walking out on us. I mean, damn. Now, what makes things even crazier to me is that Walgreens pharmacists, you know that CVS doing anything? You got ready going for bankruptcy. Walgreens is like, yo, our pharmacist said, yo, we do, we doing a walkout. Psh, we're disgruntled workers and we about to get ours. So they're staging a nationwide walkout tomorrow, October 30th to November 1st. I'm telling you right now, these walkouts are so hilarious because all this does to me is gets those local pharmacies the opportunity to go be like, hey, put flyers, support your local pharmacy. And people would be like, hey, I'm sending my prescription over there. And they'll be like, yeah, we've been underwhelmed with so much business. Oh, my God. God, this is amazing. We need to hire some. We need to hire some staff. Like, what? Are we gonna hire them? No, 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 no. We need to hire some um, fresh out of college kids. I need to hire some some kids who are in college right now. I need to make sure that there's gonna be some type of no HIPAA violations. Shit, if I could, I'll get some some kids in high school for a summer job and just have them to stock a shelf. You can't touch the pistol. You can't medicate nothing. You know what? Focus on the store itself, what goes out there with band-aids and first aid. And then behind the counter, we're going to handle this. I need you kids to make sure that is up to date. No problem. Make sure the chairs is good, sweep up. Like, I just see those stores taking off with so much business. They get overwhelmed and go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this store has reached its capacity. If you need help and you're willing to travel, here's their neighbor. Here's, a part, here's one of our network members. Like, the local pharmacists want to create a network of New Jersey local farmers, pharmacy mar pharmacies, pharmacy markets, Kansas City pharmacy markets, and like it's it's gonna be wild. It is going to be wild. Not to not to mention people. They're saying it's flu season, right? You want to know what makes it even worse? That AstraZeneca. One of the companies who produced, you know, your COVID-19 shots. Put in with the FDA approval for people to administer at home. At home flu shots. They noticed that last year's numbers for the flu shot was down. And with the things going on this year with flu shots and the COVID-19 and... Now you see these pharmacy walkouts and all this stuff with the unions. They figured, hey, if we get approval for this within the first quarter of 2024, that means by January, the latest March of 2024, if they get approval, that's less work for pharmacists. Which also means, well, why do we need to meet their demands? They're not worrying about flu shots. Now people can just... Take it at home. And you're not sticking a needle in your arm. No. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a nasal release system. Yeah. Their biggest problem that they stated was finding a means for keeping it temperature controlled with delivery. If they can get that underhand, they're good. Hmm. I'm about to do some research. Because I'm curious if whether or not AstraZeneca has the cash flow to purchase any of these closing stores. Because those can be used almost as Amazon does with their hubs. And it'll be like, boom, this is our warehouse, have it stored. And it'll be shipped to you in a little small, nice package as if you order some HelloFresh. No, this is not sponsored by HelloFresh. I'm just pointing out I've ordered from them before in the past. And... If you order from them, you see how things come packaged to you. 
So I can easily see this happening where they go, let's buy these locations. We're going to get them for the cheap. And we'll have hubs to send this. This now affects those pharmacists. Now, I've driven around Central and South Jersey. I've gone back up up north a little bit to go visit. And when you enter those warehouse areas, I see almost the same two jobs always posted outside on those signs. Whether they choose to put the pay rate, it varies. But you will see mechanics wanted, help needed mechanics, pharmacists, pharmacist technicians, lab technicians. And I'm like, yo, this is a warehouse that's in need of them. They're about to just have an influx of people coming and hiring, getting like applying to get hired from CVS, Walgreens, and Rite Aid. And then eventually, they're going to be like, well, we can't help you. And it's going to be like, well, damn, what are you guys going to do now? Now it's like, well, imagine if you worked at the hospital and you was overwhelmed at hospitals and said, you know what, I'd rather just go work at CVS. And then you took that job and then this happened or vice versa. It, it just amazes me how little they are appreciated. I want to give a shout out to one of my previous interviews I did with Dr. Amir Rashidian. And I, I listened to his podcast that him and his uh, wife are doing. Wonderful. I'm going to have a link down below for it because when it comes to health, that is an excellent podcast to listen to. And they, they really opened my eyes to it. Like, pharmacists are technically more knowledgeable than your own doctors because they know what prescriptions would or they will react in a certain way to one another. So when a doctor goes, okay, here's a prescription, and you get a pharmacist look like, wait, what? You can't take these together. These two together, these two can go good. This third one will cause a negative reaction to that first pill. Call the doctor. Doctor be like, oh, I didn't know. But they, they said, they literally had, doctor was like, oh, I, I had no idea. It, it admits like they're underpaid, overworked, and truly unappreciated. So when I see all this take place, I just look at everything that's happened so far this year. You had Amazon with the union workers. You had the incident that took place over in, um, oh my God, what was that? East Palestine, um, Ohio with the train. So you had, the, you had train workers with their, their stuff who Biden apparently sided with the, the rail companies rather than the workers. Then you turn around, you have the union workers with the UAW going up against Ford, Stellantis, and I'm just like, yo, now this? It, it's getting crazier and crazier. I mean, just, just a touch on that. Apparently, Ford is just like, yo, we're going to cave before General Motors and Stellantis does because we can't afford to have these disruptions. But the pharmacists as well, I mean, it's getting hectic out here, people. It's getting real hectic. So the way I look at it, only time will tell how this is all going to play out. But... My advice, if you are an individual who needs their medications, who has to get shots done, I advise you start looking at your local pharmacies. See if they are part of the, I guess, your insurance plan, however that works. I've never had to get prescriptions, stuff like that. I'm, I don't, I don't do it. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> Oddly enough, I, I'm healthy enough that I don't need stuff like that. So, I say oddly enough just because of, this is America. <laughs> now, now I want to listen to Childish Gambino. But, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I'm good. I haven't had a need for stuff like that. And if you do, honestly, find your locals. Build that good rapport with them so that you're one of the people that they just say, look, the no, no new people, 
you're one of our regulars, we got you. you first come, first serve type status. But for our regulars, we got you. Because honestly, things are only going to get worse before they get better. That's how things go. But I'm going to end this episode there. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been nice to actually do this again. There's been a lot of retakes. <laughs> a lot of retakes while recording this. A lot of editing because... Oof. Rusty. But... One thing that's not rusty is the outro here. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the day and stay prosperous. Peace.